yeah, this is weird, I know, right? Uh, yeah, and I was going to ask for forgiveness anyway, so I th- I'm glad we're all on the same page. But uh, yeah, I'm a bit frazzled today, too. Kind of tired today, I guess the time changed. We had some late night activity at our uh, with our kiddos at the house last night, so we kind of our sleep pattern was off a little bit anyways. Uh, but yeah, so forgive me if I'm a bit frazzled this morning. I'll try to keep us on track as best I can, though. Uh, I got a couple of announcements you can see there in your bulletin. Do we have any other announcements that are not in your bulletin that anybody would like to share? Ms. Tammy, did, uh, did you want to... Uh, you say it better than I do. Would you like to share? The day after church, uh, we are having a, lady, a little luncheon and the card making after church today. Okay. So Everyone's just, welcome. All right. Just a, a reminder of today after, after service, the ladies' luncheon and card making for our... Uh, all the cards that we send out for our prayer requests and uh, and homebound and whatnot. So anybody and everybody is welcome to attend that. We hope that you, that you do join. Anybody else? Other announcements? All right. Okay. Well, in that case, I need this extra this morning. Uh, Dick, it's good to see you here this morning, by the way. Your sweater, I really, it, it caught my attention just now. It's outstanding. Your, your sweater? Yes, it is outstanding. In the rain. Yeah, it's outstanding in the rain. Outstanding in a field somewhere. Yeah. Welcome, welcome everybody. I'm glad everybody's here this morning. Uh, I, I, I do, I need this this morning. I need to, I need to collect myself a little bit. I need to uh, draw on the spirit a little bit today. So if you would join me in doing that, maybe you feel the same way today. Maybe you just need to collect yourself a little bit this morning. Maybe you need to remind yourself a little bit this morning uh, uh, that, uh, that we still serve a risen Savior, that we still praise a living God, that we still have an advocate uh, that's, that remains on the throne no matter what's going on in our lives, no matter what uh, we're bringing into today's service, no matter what we're bringing into today's uh, uh, grace, we can recognize that at this time, we dedicate this moment of our life, this, this, this little portion, we're dedicating this time to God. What, what, a more, what more noble cause is there in this world? What, what greater charge do we have than to praise our Creator. And today we have the honor and the privilege to come together to do that for this moment. So let's embrace this moment. Let's enjoy this moment. Let's let's utilize this moment to commune with our Heavenly Father, to open ourselves to the Creator of the universe who has, has had His handiwork Stretched across the skies, but is so intimate in our lives that he knit us together in our mother's wombs. He knows us by name. He knows the hairs on our head. He knows all. And yet he loves us as much as to call us together today to be with us. So let's be with him fully today. So if I take a big, big, deep breath. And to 
appreciate this time that we have. Let's appreciate this time that we have decided to set apart for God. Let's honor that commitment. Let's honor our covenant with our creator. Let's take another big deep breath. Breathe in the very presence of God today. God is with us. God is with us. Take another big deep breath and let's close our eyes and let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious God, we thank you for this time. Lord, we come to you collectively today with our our praises, our prayers. Lord, we come together today to honor your very creation. To honor the relationship that you have chosen to create between you and us. Lord, today we honor this time. We recognize your reign, your authority, your rule over our lives. And in this moment, we truly recognize it. Let us bow down before you today. Let us humble ourselves. Let us fall to our knees on our faces, Lord. Let us give you the praise that you are worthy of. Let us give our lives that you so deserve. Help us to break down the walls of our own existence and to let you in today. We thank you for this time. We ask that all that we sing today, all that we all that we say today, Lord, let it all be in honor of you. Let your words be heard, let your message be heard, let your voice be heard in all that we do today. We thank you, Lord, for this time. It's in your holy name that we pray. I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you does not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleeps. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon at night. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go, both now and forever. Word of God for the people of God. I should have given you a heads up in our time of announcements, but you'll be having to read from your hymnal today for our hymns. But the first one's pretty easy, so it's not going to be too bad. Uh, Number 393 is our opening hymn. We'll sing that through three times. It's a short one, easy lyrics, so you'll find it on 393 in your hymnal today. Let's sing that through three times, and let the Spirit of God fall afresh on you today as you sing that. Please stand and sing our opening hymn.
as you're being seated, I'm going to invite our children to head on back with Miss Tammy back to Children's Church. Sorry, that was supposed to be. You can head on back with Miss Tammy this morning. You guys got a reprieve this morning for me. So I got a few to share if anybody else. Can I share a joy? Yes, ma'am. I like joys. I'll take those. All right. I have a joy. I wish I could scoop up every single one of you and have taken you to Louisville, Kentucky. That's where we go. If you <laughs> like, if you had the ability to scoop us all up, and take us on, you take us to Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You are blowing my. <laughs> Every time they said, 
somebody had a little cheer, and of course, when our director, who was from Michigan, <laughs> he would he would say, "Now the bell players from Ohio," and then we'd start the O H I O, you know, and then we'd ring it, you know. We were crazy, but it was wonderful. It was wonderful. So I am blessed that I was able to do that, representing this church. Thank you so much. I was teasing. I'd go to the old Would you? Yeah. It was nice. We had we had fun. Anybody else with some joys or concerns? Wanna lift up the Balmer family, if I if I may, Rick, and, and uh, the passing of their family pet. Uh, Jake, Rick, and Mary, we're praying for you guys for that. Also want to remember uh, Patty Sheets. Uh, yesterday, Patty lost her son tragically. Uh, yesterday afternoon, um, Brad was 48, so be praying for Patty, Miss Patty. Um, I was with them last night, and obviously taking it pretty hard. It was kind of an unexpected, well, very unexpected event, so be praying for, for Patty and their the family of Brad. Sheets. Anybody else with a joy or concern? I want to also remember the family, and I, for the life of me, don't have the name. Um, a young man in Hillsboro, uh, a student in Hillsboro, uh, took his life recently, uh, this past week. Uh, so we'll be praying for their family and that community as well. So, Mary. Uh, Jack, who's been um, in the hospital Oh, Scott. Scott. Did I say Jack? Said Jack. It's okay. I've called him worse. It's okay. <laughs> Definitely. Scott's having some surgery coming up. Got a couple of them. Getting a couple of knocked out in, in one day on Friday. So uh, be praying for Scott uh, this Friday. And we're glad to have you back, too. He's been. Out gallivanting around Piketon and Waverly. Hospitalized. Hospitalized. <laughs> yeah, be praying for, for Scott, definitely. Uh, you're on our prayer list already, but definitely be praying specifically for his surgery this Friday. So, two surgeries this Friday. So, yes, ma'am. I just want to ask for prayers for a safe trip for our seniors who leave this Saturday. Four and seniors who What? Sir, I'll be supervising the Washington D.C. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get away from it. I don't know if you're so specific so prayers. Here next week, I went a bunch of high school seniors telling them about all the things in Washington D.C. You know, I can't imagine, uh, Colonel Robert Leach, that you enjoy that trip at all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's just torture for you, I bet, to explain history to kids yeah. whilst in the Capitol. I can't imagine you would enjoy that. I'll be praying for you. Everybody be praying for, uh, for Bob and, and all the kids going. You know what? I say what? Because you know where we went on our senior class trip in Moorhead, Kentucky? I'm calling it out. We went to the local community soccer fields for a picnic. 
That was our senior trip. So <laughs> that's more than we got. <laughs> <laughs> My sister's class heard us that four years earlier. They would have a senior trip there that year, so they got so much trouble. <laughs> had enough fun for the rest of us. Should be a uh, neat experience. Keep my grandma on prayer. She's dealing with a lot, but we won't even get talking about that at all. Yeah. Keep Scott's grandma on your prayers as well, and Scott's family. Anybody else with joys or concerns? I have a phrase. Yes, ma'am. I went to a baby shower for my great niece last week. She has three children, two of which have had a No, I'm sorry. She has two children. She has one on the way. Um, the first two were both preemies. And the, both times she almost lost her life. She has, um, the second one has hydrocephalus. We've prayed for him before. Um, everybody's doing really well. This pregnancy has been totally different. She has never married any, either of the fathers. But this time, at the baby shower, Noel asked her to marry him, and she said yes. So, we're not only going to get a new husband for her, we're going to get a new baby soon. And I just, that's a craze, because she is engaged. But the thing is, it's like, also, this pregnancy is so different. She's not really expecting any problems. But she has been scheduled for a C-section on March 30th just as a precaution. So keep her in your prayers, but praise the Lord that everything seems to be coming together for her and her family. Amen. Anybody else? All right. Let's go to the Lord in prayer.
trust that we are able to give on a daily basis, Lord, help build that into a faith, a foundation, and a peace that passes understanding. Lord, we thank you for this time that we can come together and lift each other's hearts. Thank you for this time. Thank you for your son that taught us to pray. Our, Our Father, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, time of offering, let us uh, open our hearts to the possibility of, of what giving just this little portion of our lives that is our financial and monetary values, uh, let's see what that can do for our spirit um, when we are allowed to give that just a little portion of our lives. And maybe if it's not just a little portion of your life, maybe we need to reconsider our priorities of, of, of what is important in our lives. So take this time to reflect on that and to uh, offer your hearts to the kingdom of God. <clears throat>
may be seated. Would you now recite with me the Apostles' Creed, which can be found on page 881 in your hymn? I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right. The good news. Today we're going to be looking at the gospel um, of the lectionary this week. And it's out of John, and some of it's going to be kind of familiar to you. Um, probably the most familiar scripture is within our lectionary scripture today. Uh, anybody know about the bad for in John? What's probably the most? 316. Okay, there we go. John 316. So we're going to be focusing on some of the scripture right before that, some of the verses right before that. Uh, pretty much 3, 1 through 17 is where we're going to be at, uh, looking at that. So if you want to find your way there. But this is a story, it starts out, this is one of my favorite stories of, of the, the New Testament. Because I, I just, I, it was one, I mean I wanted to be there on a lot of them. But this is one of those that I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall in this scene. It's the scene with uh, Nicodemus. Does anybody remember Nicodemus? He was a Pharisee there at the temple, but uh, came to Jesus in the cover of night. You know, it was, I just imagine the scene, you know, the architecture. If you can put yourself in the Middle, Middle East back in, you know, in, in, in this time period and things were lit with candles, you know, and, the, and the, the architecture might have been low stucco kind of thing. I don't know. I'm just this is how I picture it, you know. And in the cover of darkness, this, this Pharisee, who, for all intents and purposes, all of the other Pharisees kind of didn't like Jesus, right? He was this rebel, this, this rapscallion that was kind of raising a ruckus around their town, causing an uproar. But Nicodemus, he knew there was something there, right? He knew, he knew there was something to this, this man they called Jesus. So he meets him in the cover of, of darkness. I just, I, I just, it just seems such like a, a tense, like, a, you know, it's like one of those palpable moments if you were there. It was just like, dude, this is, there's something powerful going on here. So Nicodemus is meeting with Jesus and he's, he says, I, we, I, I know that you're from God. You've got to be from God. You, I know this. I, there's too much evidence that you are not from, you are from God. And Jesus goes on this kind of really deep theological uh, uh, barrage almost. He, he gets a couple of quick, deep shots in here. Theological shots. Because he knows Nicodemus is a smart man. Knows he is. 
teacher of the law, knows his stuff, good man, for all intents and purposes. We know he's a good man if he, if he kind of believes in Jesus, right? We, we, he, he, we, he's on the right track, still kind of within this clan of folks who, who uh, you know, are supposed to not like Jesus, but, but he knows his stuff one way or another. So Jesus doesn't really beat around the bush. He doesn't beat around the bush with common, us common folk even. When he preaches and teaches, it's parables, it's, 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 it's stories, it's illustrations, it's things that are not always as clear as they, uh, we want them to be. Now, when he gets a handle of, gets a hold of Nicodemus, this deep theological thinker whose job is to know the word of God and, and, and to know how to live the word of God, oh, he just, he dives in. Uh, this is Jesus at his, at his prime. And so we can look at this teaching as some of the deepest theological teaching that we can really just mine and mine and mine and never find the end of this nugget. It's amazing how the scripture can be like that. You can read the same John 3, 1 through 17 scripture over and over and you will never find the bottom of it. It's amazing. This is the teaching where Jesus says, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you will not see the kingdom of God. Does everybody remember this this scene? If not, uh, Jesus quick fires, kind of out of nowhere, if you you really look at it. We'll read through it. It says, there was a man named Nicodemus, a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee. After dark one evening, he came to speak with Jesus. Rabbi, he said, which, that's very important, the recognition that Nicodemus said, Rabbi, teacher. So he's recognizing his authority. He said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. Jesus replied. (laughs) So it's not like, hey, thanks, man. (laughs) It's, It's not like, appreciate, appreciate your support. Uh, he, he, he comes right back because he knows, all right, we have a smart man here that's, that's willing to discuss some things. He's open-minded, so I'm going to drop some truth on him. Jesus says, I tell you the truth. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Out of nowhere, right? Like, it's just like Nicodemus is coming to him. Hey, let's talk about stuff. I, I believe that you're good. And then Jesus just drives right into it. He doesn't, all right, you want to talk about it? Let's talk about this. Tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean, exclaimed Nicodemus? How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? He's, he's so worldly. He, you know, he's interested in this thing we call Jesus, this concept of Christ. He's, he believes it to be of God. He sees it. It's, he sees the evidence. How can this not be of God? But he is so worldly that when Christ comes with him to this deep truth, this is a deep thinker. He should know his theology. He should know his faith. So when Christ drops a truth bomb on him, he's like, now wait a second, because he is so bound to this world, to this culture, just like all of us. Just like all of us. <laughs> I love the stories in the Bible because we can put ourselves in every single position in every story. We are Nicodemus. We are like the centurion. Uh, I believe, but help my unbelief. Nicodemus is basically saying that I know you're good, but man, how can this be, this stuff you're teaching? Because this is what I know In my life, this is what the world has taught me. This is what my religion has taught me. This is what my culture has led me to believe. But you're bringing me this other stuff now. 
but it is too true. How can this be? That's us, right? This world's got us. Man, it's got us. To the core, it's got us. It is so ingrained in us that when we see the truth of Christ, we know it's true. Man, it's too good not to be true. I know that's true. But how can it be? I'm going to stay I'm going to stay my pharisaical self for a minute. I'm going to, I'm going to step back. I'm, I'm kind of in, but man, you, 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 got me, you got me conflicted. What do you mean? Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants, just as you can hear the wind but can't tell where it comes from or where it's going. You can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. Can you imagine if you have experienced heaven? Can you imagine if you live there for a while and then you came back here and you were trying to explain it to people. Can you imagine like how frustrating that is for God to try to use our limited language, our limited ability to perceive? Can you imagine God trying to explain that to us? Can you imagine how frustrating it could have been for Christ to, to try to explain how good this thing is that we, we can't see. That is why we are the Pharisee. That is why we are Nicodemus. It sounds so good. The way you explain it is so good. But how can it be? How can it be? And Jesus, you can tell he's frustrated. He said, when Nicodemus says, how are these things possible? Jesus replied, you are a respected Jewish teacher and you don't understand these things. I assure you, we tell you what we, know, what we have seen and what we know. And yet you won't believe our testimony. But if you, don't, uh, if you don't believe when we tell you about things of this earth, how can you possibly believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ever gone to heaven and returned, but the Son of Man has come down from heaven. And as Moses lifted up the bronze snake, a pole in the wilderness so the Son of Man must be lifted up so that everyone who believes in Him will have eternal life. This is a reference back real quick. You see an odd comparison between Jesus and this serpent. Just like Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. This is a story referring back to uh, when God's people were wandering in the wilderness and they got to grumbling like we always do. And... Uh, and snakes came into the camp and were biting and killing everyone. Uh, and they were told to lift up a bronze sculpture, bronze pole, in the form of a snake, in the form of those snakes. And whoever looked upon that would be saved, would be healed, would be rescued from these snakes. So Jesus is referring back to that. Just like that serpent must be lifted. Sometimes it's like Jesus and serpent, serpents are bad, right? They're the devil or something like that. And so that can be confusing for us. But, but if we stop and look at that, it's a really interesting scripture where we see, what was it 
that they lifted up? A snake, right? What was it that was killing them? The snake, right? Their problem was the snake. And so they lifted up their problem on a pole. Christ came into this world and became our problem. Became our sin. Became the snakes, the the guilt, the anger, the the lust. Became the, 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 the creepy crawlies that come into our camp and kill us from the inside. Christ became our sin and was lifted on a cross for our sake so that we can be saved. He became our punishment. Can you imagine, I mean, Nicodemus, as smart and wonderful and faithful as he was, has no concept of this thing. It's hard for us to even wrap our heads around it. And we have the the luxury of hindsight. We know the man was, was murdered and was resurrected to life. We know this. He did not know what was going to happen. Of course, our scripture closes today. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son. So that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. Christ is our final sacrifice. Christ is our only way. Christ is the only truth. Christ is the only life that we have. Anything else leads to death. I am a strong advocate that the way and truth and life of Jesus Christ is the only way for us to find that peace and joy, that joy unspeakable that life everlasting, that eternal grace and glory that is promised to us. I truly believe that only by living the way Christ calls us to live is the way to accept and, and, and experience that. If, the, if great teachers of the law, if great preachers, and, and, and I'm, I didn't mean to point that, if, if great preachers and, and great theologians of our time, of any generation, are baffled by God, sometimes it seems so, what's the point of us even trying to figure it out? Because that's what he wants. <laughs> he wants you to dive deeper. He wants you to to, to ask those questions. God wants you to draw near to him. God wants us to live like Christ lived and love like he loved long before we ever deserved loving, long before any of us ever were right with God. He was lifted up to save us from ourselves. If you believe that, if you, if you really believe that, if you can let go of all the ties, if you can let go of all those, those human 
those human-bred emotions and feelings, those human-born pains and anguish, we all got those. That's easy. Erby hurts. That's the human birth that we experience. To experience healing, though. To experience true life. To experience God's grace. We've got to be born of the Spirit. Open our lives to the very presence of God in us. The flow of God through us. And the calling of God for us. It's an everyday thing. But we can do it. We've got the example in front of us. The path has been cleared. He's taken, he's taken the, the, the axe and the sword and gone ahead of us and cleared the way for us. And showed us how to live. He showed us how to love. But just like Nicodemus, can we, can we get past our, our Nicodemus way? Can we recognize, not just recognize like Nicodemus did, not just recognize that Jesus is good, he's good. Something about him. He, he really might be of God, I, I truly believe that. Can we get past just that? Because that's easy, that's, that's human. Everybody likes Jesus. Other religions like Jesus. Everybody likes his teachings. He was a good, yeah, we know you're a guy. He's a good, he's a good guy. But can we get past that and realize that he was more than just good? He was God. And through his example, we can experience God's love and grace. Let's pursue that in all that we do. Let's... let's Find the example in front of us and not just recognize that, yeah, it's good. Let's give in. Let's give up. Let's say, okay, I recognize you're good and now I choose to follow you. That's what Christ wants. He had a whole crowd around him all the time. There was a whole flock of people that, that thought Jesus was good. He had interesting teachings. He was all good. There was very few who picked up their cross and followed him. There's very few of any of us who, who can find the courage and strength to pick up our cross and follow him. We all stand at a distance and listen and like what he's saying even. But how many of us can pick up our cross and march forward? How many of us can, can truly live into the life that he's leading us into? It's a difficult thing that never ends. But we can find strength in our Lord because I know whom I have believed. That's our closing hymn today, and that is the truth. I don't know about you guys. I know I believe in what he says. Now, if I can tear down my human walls enough, if I can tear down my ego enough, if I can tear down this self, this jar of clay enough, can I follow what he says? Can I live out his call? I think I can. I think you can too. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord gracious God, we just thank you for this time. We thank you for your, for your life, for your love, for your son. We thank you for the sacrifice that you gave us. You love us so much, Lord, that, that you knew that we could not save ourselves. So you sent your beautiful son in place of us, who became our sin, who became our death, who became our punishment, Lord. 
We don't deserve your love. We don't deserve your grace. But we are so thankful that you pour it onto us so freely. Lord, we ask that we can find that grace, find that mercy that you give us, and that we can give it to the world around us. And all that we do, in every way that we live, and in each interaction, in each conversation, in each relationship, Lord, let us be more like you. Have us to do what you would have us to do, Lord. Thy will be done, not ours. We thank you for this time again. We ask that your word be heard. It's in your own name we pray. Amen. Let's stand and sing now our closing hymn. Number 714, it will be in your hymnals again. You will not have the words on your screen. But a beautiful song found on page 714. I know whom I have believed. Thank you.